The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. All right, welcome to a Thursday edition of 7 Minutes of Saints, your daily Saint Happy Hour podcast. Andrew, today's topic is not going to be necessarily uh, on the field days. I want to talk about Sean Payton got it done amazingly, which I never thought he would. He got the rule change. So starting this year, uh, teams are going to be able to challenge offensive and defensive pass interference, whether referees threw the flag or not. Uh, they didn't get all what they wanted. What they wanted originally was, like, sky judge to be able to, like, see anything. Buzz they, in. Yeah. Buzz in that they saw anything that was horrific. Um, but the NFL didn't go for that. And I can see NFL kind of not wanting that this year because I think that's a process where you got to, like, vet it and, like, hire people and do a bunch of things that make it difficult, which I think they'll get to it eventually. Um, but uh, I think that uh, this was a great, this was a great thing by Sean Payton. I was, I was really surprised he got it through. Yeah. I think, um, you know, there's a perception that, you know, the NFL is slow to change and archaic and, you know, just in general has uh uh, ownership that is just uh, resistant to change. Um, but I think this is a huge one. And look, I, I'm a big, I, I know that there's a, a lot of anti NFL movement and, and a lot of Saints fans, especially hate the commissioner and, you know, are becoming more displeased with the, the league as a whole. But I, I consider myself a huge NFL fan and, you know, obviously Saints first, but, I love the product. I love the league. I love the talent. Um, it, it's my favorite sports league, and I love to watch it. Obviously, I'm obsessed with it because I do a podcast once a day about it. <laughs> but um, but um, I, I think – and listen, I'm in business, and I – separate from this, I run a company and um, or help run a company. And I, I just think when you're in business, like, it's important to be constantly reinventing yourself. And my company happens to be in the in- entertainment industry also, and I think you – have to constantly be attuned to the customer's needs and um, be willing to reinvent yourself, be be constantly mm-hmm. thinking of ways to improve. And I think the league really improved themselves today or yesterday yeah. with that decision. And I, I think from a consumer, I, as a consumer, I'm excited that I feel like the league got better and more enjoyable as fans. Like I, I just feel like these calls are so, so impactful on a game. I mean, these penalties, it's not, it's worse than roughing the passer because some of these penalties are 30, 40 yard decisions that you're making that are completely game changing. And there is nothing worse. I mean, we experienced this firsthand as Saints fans. There is nothing worse than when a game is hanging in the balance and you feel like the play on the field didn't even dictate the outcome of the game because mm-hmm. yeah. it was decided by a horrific, a horrific penalty that wasn't called. And so, you know, I'm sure 
And now I'm sure now that this is implemented, the Saints are going to benefit from a great call. It gets well, horrific call. It gets reversed, and we're going to get screwed by this rule change. <laughs> I have no doubt that that's how it's going to play out. But you know, at least I think the whole point here is replay exists to get calls right. And I feel like when the, when you weren't allowed to challenge this or have this reviewed, the league was being very selective with mm-hmm. what they wanted to get right in terms of calls. And, and yeah. it wasn't everything. And I think this just goes a step further in the direct direction of let's not have games end with horrific officiating. Let's, yeah. let's allow for a, a system to be in place to make sure we get calls right when they are horrifically blown. And to me, as a fan that's enjoying the product and wants to see the best product possible when I enjoy my entertainment – I'm excited that something like this can't happen again. Yeah, and, and I'm going to go counterintuitive. One, the people that were complaining, we'll get to their, their stupid complaints in a minute, but some people were like, hey, this is going to make the game slower and there are going to be challenges all over the place and it's a judgment call. But first thing, the coaches don't have any more challenges. Like you still have your two, and then in the last two minutes they can look at them, the, the upstairs will look at them, right? So it's not going to speed up the game. It's not going to slow down the game any. Um, and I would argue that it's actually going to speed up the game because now the smart coaches are going to be like, I have got to have a challenge in my pocket for the fourth quarter because, like you just said, this penalty swings games so much. And if I think this game is going to be close, even though it might kill me not to challenge a touchdown or a fump or whatever – Early in the game, you're like, I gotta have that. I gotta have my talent because what if a horrific yeah. pass interference call? What if the Tommy Lee call had happened at two minutes and forty five seconds, right? Yeah. Uh, then you got like then it then the whole thing was well, yeah, it was a horrific call, but hey, Sean Payton, you burn your challenges, tough shit. So I think a lot of coaches yeah. are gonna hold the challenge now because, like you say, the pass interference call is the biggest swing penalty in my mind in NFL in the NFL. So I think it might actually speed up getting the pass. Yeah, well, you know, I think there's um, an interesting layer of, of strategy that it introduces, like you just said. And so when, when you consider you know, do I throw the flag or not based on do I need to hold this for the possibility of something downstream? And then, you know, in addition to that, yeah, then there becomes a, well, you got killed by – if you're out of challenges, then it becomes like, well, yes, you got killed by this horrific call, but now the head coach maybe shares some of the blame yep. in that horrific call. Yep. It's like, well, you burned all your challenges. You, you could have had a chance. You know, if you hadn't made mistakes earlier in the game, you would have had a chance to maybe yeah. – uh, overturn this call. Yep. So, Cat, cho- that, coaches that, 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 co- yep, coaches that love to challenge spots are going to get burned. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I will say I, I actually think, so, you know, the naysayers that, that you know, have those complaints that it's going to slow down the game, I, I, I fully admit that this needs to be sussed out. There's a, there's a layer of complexity mm-hmm. here that needs to get figured out. And, yeah, there's, you have to implement this the right way. There is a wrong way to do this. And I look at college basketball and like their review system. And I think it's terrible. I think it's awful how so many of these NCAA tournament games have refs 
huddling at the sideline and they're taking eight minutes. Well, like replay, doesn't, replay doesn't solve bad officiating, and college basketball is the worst fucking officiated sport on earth. Well, I think their review system for replays is poor. Yeah. You know, and yeah. their efficiency with which they execute it is poor, and, and it creates a huge lull in the game, and I think it takes away from the emotion of the moment. And so I, I, I think um, that, that that is an example of a system that is poorly executed. And so I, 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 I give credence to that complaint in some ways. I think it has to be properly sussed out. But at the end of the day, like, I don't think that's a reason. Like, just because it's difficult doesn't mean it shouldn't be done. And so, yes, it yeah. needs to get figured out. It, they need to come up with the This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Best way to implement this, to execute it so it's efficient, happens quickly, and feels uh, like the flow of the game isn't interrupted too much. I mean, those are all important things, and I totally agree, but... At the end of the day, I, I, that's not a reason not to do it. And, and I just yeah. think they need to figure it out and they need to do it right. But the alternative is we're, we continue to be exposed. If, if, you're, if you're saying, like, those are, those are reasons not to do it, then we're going to continue to be exposed to the end of games ending like Saints and the Rams. And to yeah. me, that's unacceptable. And it just gives it, it – gives it to me, it's a benefit to the NFL, like you say, because now it puts a little bit of the blame on the coach to go around. So you don't have this. You fucked it up. You cost us a Super Bowl. It could be, yeah, they fucked it up, but it's a little bit our fault because our coach didn't do – You know, we burned a challenge on a stupid fourth and one spot from his – from the other team's 25-yard line early in the second quarter. Uh, he should have, you know, and he lost it and all that. But I just think this rule, right, I don't think there's going to be a lot of overturns. I think because, you know, fumbles and, and, and those sorts of things, they, they aren't necessarily a judgment call in the, in the review booth a lot of times. A lot of times it would be like, oh, yeah, he, he, he fumbled and they couldn't see his knee. They, they thought his knee was down, but clearly you see this angle. It's not. They're going to turn, they're going to turn that over. I think with the pass interference, man, unless that shit is monstrously egregious, they the refs are not going to they're not going to overturn them. Like it's yeah, got to go be, with the call it, on the field. I mean, if it's yeah. a little ticky tacky, and 
I, I think that's where it can be dangerous is, you know, it's like, well, yeah, there is contact down the field technically by the letter of the law that is pass interference. But I think more times than not, unless the, the rat, they're going to go with the call on the field unless it's mm-hmm. just so blatant. Like, you know, the Tommy Lee Lewis thing, so blatant, you have to mm-hmm. overturn it. Yeah. but So I don't think it's going to be that big a deal. And the other thing I want to talk about before we get out, get out of here is we're over already, but whatever. Um, the supposedly neutral NFL reporters and observers and film eaters or whatever on, on Twitter being mad, like, I don't understand their anger for being mad at the NFL change. Well, and they were mad that, like, the Saints got the rule changed, and they were like, does this make it better? It's like, no, dude, it doesn't make it better. But I don't understand why these people are – it's almost like this rule – is a tacit acknowledgement from the NFL that, like, we fucked up and the wrong team won. And we can't fix that, but going forward, we're going to fix it. So I think that acknowledgement that the referees fucked up egregiously and the wrong team was in the Super Bowl, that makes – that, that, that it, that's been admitted, basically. That makes a lot of NFL people mad. And I get why Atlanta people would troll us and, and be mad because we hate each other and that's what we do. We, we, we need to troll each other to live. But, like, people that don't give a shit about the Saints, supposedly, like, their anger at this is weird. Well, I, I would just present the following information. Uh, the teams uh, decided to do this 32 to nothing. The competition committee was unanimous with eight people, and the owners were 31 to 1. So... You can say I don't know who the owner was that voted against Mike this. Brown. Oh, it was he vote because he votes against basically everything. Everything, yeah. Well, so at the end of the day, I would say like, does it feel better? No, no like nothing will ever make that feel better. Like nothing will ever. Like I, I will probably think about that no call thirty years from now and still get pissed off about it. So no, it doesn't make it better. But I would I would offer to Falcons fans who are complaining about it. Your owner, Arthur Blank, was in favor of this. And the Rams owner who benefited from that call and the Rams coach who benefited from that call were in favor of this rule change. And so while, yes, they benefited from that, I think they recognize that they don't want to ever be in a position where they're on the losing end of something like that because it just simply makes the game less fun. And from both a consumer and a player's perspective, it makes it makes the game feel illegitimate, and I don't think you ever want to get in a place where you feel that way. Yeah, you don't want the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl was kind of completely overshadowed shadowed by the call in the NFC Championship or non-call. It was it basically overshadowed the Super Bowl nationally until like the Thursday of Super Bowl week. Then people yeah. kind of got past it. We're like, okay, we got to focus on the game. I think <laughs> I think the NFL fortunate that the Patriots won that game because if the Rams had won it would have introduced another layer of is this is this a legitimate Super Bowl win yeah I mean so I just think it worked out and it, it it's going to be good and I, I want to applaud Sean Payton like a lot of coaches would have been like eh, that's life a break should have done more to blah 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 move it along but he's like no man we got to fix this we got to get it well right. I also think he played it right because I think if he had been too over the top and too yeah. whiny and like constantly complaining about it, I think it would have started to fall on deaf, deaf ears. So I, I think yeah. he he played it in a way that people listened. Yeah, 
And the yeah. coach, the coaches know, man. The coaches, of course, want want more opportunity to get calls right because, man, it, imp- it impacts coaches' jobs. And when you say it impacts the head coach's job, it ain't just the head coach, man. If a head coach makes the playoffs or doesn't make the playoffs because of a horrible PI call, that that affects like his whole staff. It affects jobs. It affects families. And coaches want the ability to get it right because it, you know, not to sound all uh, pie in the sky, but it, it really does like save jobs. And coaches care about that stuff, and they care about their staff and support support people that all get all get cleaned out when they get fired. So. Yeah. Um, you know, and that was the thing for replay a long time ago that got it put back is that the Seahawks were playing a game against the Jets and, and Vinny Tessaverde was down and they called it a touchdown and it fucked the Seattle and they I think they went either eight and eight or nine and seven. Dennis Erickson misses the playoffs and he gets nuked, you know, his whole staff. And if they get that call right, he makes the playoffs. Maybe he, he gets a depth another year for sure. Maybe he Maybe it changes the whole course of, of trajectory of him. So it matters, man. And uh, I was just really pleased. And I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be um, great. And it's going to be. It's going to be really interesting to see um, how it how it all plays out because it's only a one year rule. Um, but I think it's it, it like once you, once you put in Andrew once you put in a rule to help thing to help get things right. I don't think you. I don't think it's ever going away. You know, like they'll tweak it and they'll change it and they'll do things, but it'll like it. It'll never go away because once you put in something that can help you get more stuff right, you can't take it back. Like with the onside kick rule, they could decide, eh, we want to change it. We want to make it to where they can have more onside kicks and do that. But like once you make a rule to help improve the outcome of games. Uh, through review, it ain't go- it ain't going away. And they'll just they'll just tweak it, tweak it, tweak it until they get it how they want it. But it isn't gonna. This is never going away. I don't even care yeah. if it's a one year. And I'm now. glad. I'm glad. Again, you applaud it. Listen, bottom line, and this applies to life. This applies to everything, in my opinion. When when something unacceptable happens, you the fact that it's hard is not an excuse not to. Mm-hmm. You you roll up your sleeves and you figure it out um, because that's that's what's gonna make the world, the league, the whatever, a better, you know, it's, we're all mm-hmm. going to be better off for it kind of deal. So I, I think that's a, an important life lesson. I feel like the NFL in general tends to do a poor job with this stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm so pleased to see that happen, pleasantly surprised. And, uh, I again, I, I think the game will be better next year. Yeah. All right, everybody. This one we decided to make it free because I think everybody – will love uh, our discussion on this and, and be proud of Sean Payton and what the Saints do. So we made this one free. That's a, just another free one you got this week, but that ain't going to be the trend. So you need to pay your $7 a month and get the extra full access to all the content we do. Plus, if you're on Podbean, switch over by May 1st and become a, a page, sign up at Patreon for $3.28 a month. You get a free beer cruise because on May 1st, everyone on Patreon is a three dollar and twenty cent, twenty eight cent patron or higher. You get a free beer koozie, so do it now. Uh, and don't worry about getting billed twice because Patreon only bills on the first. If you switch over, we promise you won't get billed twice. Do it now. It's awesome. You get a free beer koozie and eventually a magnet. What more can you ask for? Practically getting away. 
Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you got to do it. <laughs> See everybody Monday. <laughs>